Welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. We are doing a live episode tonight from the Lone Star Collective Podcast. First time doing a live. Man, it feels good to be back. What's yeah, up? Texas? What do you say, Austin? Hell yeah. <laughs> Man, haven't haven't uh haven't been on the waves in a minute, and it's highly energizing, no pun intended, to mix it up and come back. Uh Jesse, how many episodes did we do together? Almost like forty episodes or something like that. We had like forty something episodes. Yeah, we yeah we were we had a lot of we were doing a lot of work <laughs> early last year and and that's it's so great to see how this thing is blossoming. I love you guys for carrying this on, and I'm so happy to be here. Well, we we're were glad gonna, to have you. We are live on our Facebook channel, our LinkedIn, our YouTube, our Twitter. And anybody who's got questions and comments through, from my understanding, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, they should, we should, but they'll pop up on our little system here, and we can answer questions as we get later on. But if you're on Twitter, tag Elon, let him know we're here. Tag Elon, yes. (laughs) We can solve the advertising problem. Let us advertise hemp. It's federal illegal, Elon. Bring it on. Bring it on. For now. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) <laughs> so, we wanted to start. We we're going to start talking about uh, pre-filing the bills that has uh, that's begun. There's bills that have been pre-filed. What is I guess the one the one I guess is people are going to be wondering is what's the the one we're really looking at right now so far that's been pre-filed. Uh, I know the one that uh, historically has been the one to gain the most traction and movement would be Representative Moody's bill. And I think that one is HB 218. Am I correct? Correct. Yeah. And it's, um, and I think it's, uh, I haven't like actually dug through the bill. I've only looked at uh, a little excerpts of it. Um, but it, it seems pretty comprehensive and really is just a continuation of legislation that he's authored for what seems like session after session after session after session. And now um, we know what it takes to get it across the finish line. I think in even in this uh, in this legislature's climate, uh, I think that uh, Representative Moody's bill is going to be the one that I'm I've got my eyeballs on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that bill, as if for those that don't know, that's that's classically the decrim uh, penalty reduction bill. Uh, and, and this time right. there's something unique about it, Austin. Uh, maybe you want to elaborate a little bit about the combination factor he's doing this time around. Right. So I think it, it combos um, uh, flour and uh, it just kind of reduces the penalties on flour and concentrates. Um, yeah. And he had concentrates bill that uh went really far in 2021 and it would have made uh, up to two ounces of possession of a concentrate of cannabis thc delta 9 uh a class b misdemeanor and in most big cities are really not even prosecuting class b misdemeanors they're either throwing it through a pretrial diversion program or or charging it as a class c at worst or uh, in some cases, like the city of Denton, which should be, or San Marcos, uh, they're not even prosecuting these at all. So, um, 
you know that that would have, that that's kind of I think what we're we're looking for moving forward is really just getting along that decriminalization line and um, the the way the bill looks now. Uh, let me let me put an asterisk next to it because it it may not look that way going through the house coming out of committee yeah, sure. showing, going to the house floor getting a you know getting amended somehow moving to the senate and then also getting amended there so um you know what we have right now is is likely to have some changes to it so highly likely it is highly likely to have changes put to it yeah absolutely especially with you know the fact that the the result of the election is what it is i mean we have the same leadership we've we've dealt with for the past several years several sessions uh it's going to be more of the same this session as well as next session so we we pretty much know what to expect in, in those those regards right yeah don't you know <laughs> um you know, it doesn't it doesn't take a, a strong Google search to understand where the executives in the state of Texas stand on on cannabis. Right. And those of us who've been entrenched in this effort really, really understand um, the, the ideology behind why these guys are acting in the way they are and also uh, any economic interest behind that. So I think it's it's pretty clear to say that it's going to be a struggle and not for anybody you know let's stay positive uh let's Certainly. let's work with who we can and and move and continue to move the needle along um but it's going to be <clears throat> quite a challenge to get anything substantial uh as far as like some kind of grandiose legalization thing in texas it's just that the climate with the current executive leadership yeah. in our state is not conducive. And I will, but I will, I will say Ag Commissioner Sid Miller is a, is a strong ally and a strong friend. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, it's not like all of the executives, uh, you know, the Ag Commissioner certainly appreciates our efforts and it has promised to be more vocal about um, cannabis and, and do what he can to further the cause. So I think there's uh, there's a lot of positives to gain going into this session. Um, and I would just advise everybody, don't get your hopes up, but keep your resolve, your Texan, you know, you know, it, 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 nothing comes without backbreaking work in this state. So, you know, just hold true and keep doing what you're doing. Uh, if you're on the West side, and you're near New Mexico. I know you guys are already doing what you're doing. So, um, you know, we, we, there's, you, you've got activists and advocates in, in coalitions and organizations and a lot of, you know, vested interests that are fighting for this cause. Uh, it used to be just, you know, handfuls of dedicated advocates. And now you're starting to see um, a lot of professional lobbyists and uh corporate interests and uh there's a lot of people that are coming into the scene uh, on this issue so yeah <clears throat> for those of you who are just joining in on our live stream this is the lone star collective podcast we're doing it live this week across all of our platforms facebook linkedin youtube and twitter what so, episode is this jesse this would be number 62 
Wow. <laughs> I wish we I wish I'd gotten to sixty nine. That would have been awesome. Well, I hope we're gonna make it to sixty nine. We gotta bring back um uh, uh, Wangler and Candy Yodi. Yes, the 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 ladies out of Houston, M- right? MC Wellness. So we're MC hoping well. to get, we're hoping MC to get well, the, yes. Hoping to get uh, the shout out to those those gals. You know, we're hoping to have you guys back, episode sixty nine. Yeah, of course, of course. That was that was a that was definitely a fun experience. Sixty nine, <laughs> dude. It was just the whole episode felt like puns and like just like it was. It, I felt like it was going to be uncomfortable, but it wasn't uncomfortable. It was pretty genuine. So, yeah. um, and that's I think that's what we're all about, right? Is is sharing feeling and and emotion and and compassion and, um, you know. I'm always cognizant of trying to make sure that we keep the cannabis culture alive through all the things that we're doing as we move forward. Right. And those are, I think those are all honorable uh, characteristics and, you know, we try to keep a noble mindset because, you know, we're all, we're all, you know, our, our organization, our, our group, we're, we're dedicated to, you know, doing this for the people, doing this for ourselves, doing this for our families, for our for our families' families, for our friends, um, and for the whole state of Texas, right? Yeah. So um, it, you know, it it, it it takes quite a lot of work to go to the Capitol and really put in this effort. And so uh, I just, I'm excited to take this journey again. This is, you know, it really is an incredible journey and uh, I, I will say one thing, one thing, and I'll just drop it now. We are planning to be there day one. Absolutely. Right? For sure. 100% we are planning to be there day one because it is, I feel as leaders in the community, we need to let the public know that your leaders are on the ground day one. Yeah. Right. We're there. We're, we're, we were there day one of 2021. We're there day one of 2019 we're here going to be the day 20 you know 2023 we're going to be there um and we want to create a space for i think people to who are interested in learning about learning more about this legislative process and getting engaged um to show up because day one is like the perfect day uh outside of lobby day to show up and kind of learn because that building is 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 pretty intense and you come up on it and you see like 200 years of like Texas history uh, <laughs> and then you walk yeah. through it and it's just, it's like, where do I go? I still, I still walk in that building and I have no idea which way to go sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Unless it we're like, be overwhelming. If we were like, I didn't even, I didn't even, the first time I came into that, I didn't know that like most of the activity of the building goes on underground, literally. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that uh, being there day one and having uh, you know, people access that. And so that's going to be something I think we're going to work on over the next couple of weeks. And hopefully, um, you know, early December, we can have a, a, a more structured uh, presentation that we can market for the remainder of the month before the legislative session starts through Christmas and all of that. So, Dude, yeah, you guys think that's OK? Yeah, that's. Do we want to actually go ahead and kind of give an idea of what we're thinking about for opening day, Austin, even though it's not anything set in stone yet or. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you want to discuss that, Chris? I, I don't see why not. I mean, we're pretty, we pretty well know what we're going to do. It's just a matter of 
the logistics of it at this point, right? Of course. Uh, the sooner we let people know, I think the better. You know, uh, we're, we're talking about being there, like we, like Austin's t- saying, on opening day, uh, which he's, like he says, that that's the best day to go to the Capitol to, to visit your representative and your senator's offices and say hello, just you sign in the book, you were there, and, and it's right. noted. And uh, you, you can even write in there a little subject, you know, hey, I'm here to support marijuana law reform or, or penalty reduction or whatever your feeling may be. And it's an open door for anyone and everyone. And a lot of times you even get to walk up and literally get to shake hands and meet your rep and senator on this day. You're not going to get that opportunity. Most other times you're going to talk to a staff member or somebody like that. So what we're talking about doing is being there. Like we're trying to figure out where we can all set up, meet, maybe have a breakfast for everybody to come in and, and then we'll take you around in groups to go find your Senator or representative's office. And that way, when it comes to lobby day, you already know where to go. Right. Exactly. Right. We, we want to make sure that people feel comfortable there. It's already intimidating enough that you have to go. Absolutely. Talk to talk to a politician about something like cannabis. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, the building is so big and there's just so much going on and it just seems so overwhelming it's very it's very disorientating depending on like which side of the building you come in from yeah because like 2019 i got used to coming in on the east side of the building and 2021 we we had to come to the one entrance and that was it so like it really threw me off that i was used to coming into one door and then they're like no you got to come over this other one I was going to say, Jesse, I know we're probably getting pretty close to a sponsor break, but I noticed we got 10 comments there. Maybe we want to go to a sponsor break and then come back and take a look at the comments. Yeah, we'll, we'll do our sponsor break and we'll, we'll come back oh, yeah. and look at comments. We've got people asking questions and we'll start answering questions. Get back into our discussions here at the Lone Star Collective Podcast. So we're going to go into a sponsor break. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm joined by two co-hosts this evening, Gramps and Austin. We'll be right back after our sponsor break. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta Eat, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. 
back to the Lone Star Collective podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Gramps. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined this week by co-hosts Gramps and Austin. This week, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But what a, it's, it's a milestone for us. It's the first time we've done this like this. We've yep. had a show live. I know. Awesome. And Super it's, bad. What's, Super what's bad. great about this little setup we have now is that well, some of them, you guys can ask questions, make late comments, and we get to see them, and we can respond to them. Are they coming from different like social media sites or is it like one specific site? So so right now it's coming right now we're getting comments from Facebook. But okay. we could take we could get them from YouTube. I mean if we had a Twitch channel, we could get them from Twitch. Cool. Uh Twitter does not uh we we would be able to read LinkedIn comments, but we wouldn't be able to reply back. Like we actually have a comment system where we can actually reply back and it puts it back out to all those platforms. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Pretty neat. Yeah, social little. media presence is, is key. That's how this whole thing was built. So, very much. But uh, we had a question. Uh, somebody asked about how do you change the law to let voters vote on legalization instead of the governor? <laughs> and we did. Put, I did. I did write a response. A little quick thing about. Um, it's like that's a joint resolution. We uh, we have an article that describes that. A link to the article. But we have to have a constitutional amendment. That's the only way we get to vote. Which means two thirds of the legislature has to approve of this. Um, the House governor, and Senate. Yeah, House and Senate. Say yes. like House and Senate. It doesn't go to the governor because it's already two thirds, supermajority there. And then it gets put on the ballot, and during an election, we all vote on it. And then the one that's in there right now, the one joint resolution that's been filed, would direct the legislature to create laws for a cannabis program. Yeah. Right. Which, I mean, in years past, it's kind of been like, well, it's just telling them to. So we would vote on it, and then it would tell it would tell the legislature to do this. And so the legislature still has to do it regardless, right? So why do we have to go through the joint re- resolution? We should just be able to petition our Congress to. Um, I wonder. I wonder. Uh, just a thought, you know, uh, because this is typical joint resolutions, right? Every year. Every session, we see the same type of joint resolutions, which do the same thing, cause the legislature to have to come back. Why can't they write the joint resolution complete with everything? I just don't understand that. Uh, Nobody's ever been able to explain that to me. If it's a joint resolution, write it complete, put in in what the law is going to say, and when it goes into effect, if it passes, and put it on the ballot. If you get that through two-thirds of the House and the Senate, then it ought to be a done deal, right? problem is getting somebody to write one like that and we do we haven't noticed but like we are other things we've had other constitutional amendments that do just that yeah exactly like the the income tax item that didn't go back to the legislature we just Mm -hmm. voted on it is it okay no deal we're never going to have state income tax unless we go back to the same process again 
we just need to find the representative or the senator who's going to go that my extra mile and write the whole damn thing and have the balls to do it, you know? Well, <laughs> well, luckily we have like what, 60, some 60 plus something freshman representatives that are coming into the legislature or re representatives and was there a Senate change? I don't think so. Uh, I don't recall if there was any real Senate change at all. We, we have a bunch of representatives. Don't quote me on the number, but a bunch of new freshman representatives that are coming in. Uh, some from redistricting, which is um, our friend uh, Mahala Place out of District 70. Um, you know, we have uh, just a, a bunch of new blood that is pouring into the legislature. Uh, and so there's a lot of opportunity there, right? So um, I would I would say that even though the old the old guard is still going to, you know, put up a defense on this, um, you know, the new the new incoming uh, class of legislators, at least from the from the House side, uh, Republican or Democrat, uh, tend to find this issue very favorable. You know that that proves out in a lot of our about our the about the local ballot initiatives, right? Because those were very heavily favored, you know, voted on by oh, yeah. majority of citizens. <laughs> so, um, I joked about of... I, I joked about who showed up to vote because apparently Gen Z and Zennials, for the most part, I guess, didn't show up to vote. But out in San Marcos, it was like eighty percent voted for that measure and it was like wow we i know who showed up to vote because i was out there helping gather signatures for it <laughs> so if you ever want to get anything passed just put decrim on the ballot with it and they'll show up yeah yeah this is this is this is a moving issue and it's it's nice to be able to own that right that we can own you know this winning issue sure that that we, we played a part in, you know, me, you, Gramps, me and you were both in Denton at the beginning of the campaign for the signature oh. kickoff, right? And, um, you know, Jesse, you and uh, a lot of our other team were in San Marcos gathering signatures and, um, you know, really just continuing these campaigns all the way through to fruition. And now even on the other side, continuing the, the local battle that is 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 going to continue because it looks like there's going to be some some issues in clean perhaps denton has already uh today there was a denton city council meeting which i think left unresolved so um you know there's quite a few issues at the local level that we're going to have to continue to uh work on at the same time is going to Austin, being at the legislature and dealing with sure. the state as a whole. Um, and then who knows? There's looking, right. there, there may be there may be federal movement that happens too with the Biden administration and, and a lot of the stuff that uh, he has recently promised. Um, so we may see a rescheduling, descheduling, um, more mass pardons, more uh, more incentive for states to legalize that things of that nature. So well, this this research bill possibly shakes things up as well. I mean. Texas right. tends to flow with whatever the federal government's doing on this. And yeah, a, you don't think A&M is just sitting there ready to spend millions of dollars on or get millions of dollars of research grant to broke in? They're already doing it right now. Like in Texas A&M right now is should be the standard for education on on cannabis and, and, and really just the, the agricultural side. 
of growing the plant. It's just, it's incredible what this, what tech, not just Texas, Texas A&M, uh, but, um, uh, I think Texas tech is, is working on some things. I've, I've heard of some rumors at the university of Houston. Um, you know, there are other institutions now in the state of Texas that are beginning to ramp up their agricultural, um, investment in cannabis and hemp specifically. So sure. what other comments or questions we got, Jesse? That's pretty much it. People were just like, Hey, yay. And is that pipe, it? <laughs> and pipe, pipe, like, here we go. This is another That's feature. Like Piper. Another... Yeah. Hey, Piper. <laughs> <clears throat> and then, um, I, I been I responded as well to people that, uh, we're nominated for, uh, hemp awards. Yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. Folks. Was, hey, there's, Hey, we won three hemp awards last year. All right. Yeah. If we did more this year, like we literally did like four or five times more this year than we did the year before. So, um, and that would include throwing a huge marijuana March in Fort Worth, um, successful ballot initiatives, specifically in Colleen and Denton, um, you know, aiding, aiding other organizations, uh, you know, being a coalition member. We've been doing a lot of stuff this year. I, I do want to respond to this. This just popped up about hemp will be the new battery liquid instead of lithium. <laughs> um, it, it is great for batteries that would act as capacitors. And I'm, I'm seeing this as somebody who has an engineering background, an electrical engineering background. I've looked into this extensively because, oh, man, I want hemp. I want the hemp graphene to really take over for batteries. Sure. But it is not a good long-term storage battery option. It is it is better for short bursts of energies like a capacitor. So when we talk about putting them in cars, they're great for when the car's got to take that first initial takeoff. We usually use regenerative braking right now for that, but we could we could replace that with hemp graphene batteries, but that lithium battery is that's more of a a longer longer charge item. Uh, Piper's talking about Americans for Safe Access bills on their website right now. She's got the link there. We just put it up in our video. So if you're listening to the podcast, record it later on. You can always go on our YouTube page and the video you know what will be I there. You can see about, this. Let me. I appreciate Piper because this woman is so dedicated. Yeah. Talk about an army of one. This woman is so dedicated for her family, her child, her children um other people's children a session after session she's at the capitol pleading with legislators testifying on bills um i as i recall as i recall um jesse on the last day for the senate to pass legislation or to vote bills to pass bills correct you and you and piper were literally going live at the rotunda um, yeah yeah, yeah. I remember to that. To plead with people to like, plead, just pleading with people, call your senators. Um, it's like, hit the phones, call them now. It's like, you got to call them. We're, we're, we're basically dragging this bill yeah, across the finish line. Right. And then in the back, you know, in, in a secret room somewhere in a Senate chamber somewhere, uh, the, the a secret meeting happened and the bill passed. And yeah, uh, the current, you know, the current structure of teacup, um, Oh yay! Thank you, Lisa. Yes, um, Piper is just an amazing person. And Piper, let me also extrapolate on this: that Piper, not only is she a, a, a wonderful woman 
who care, you know, is, is, has a family and is, is dedicated to her family and dedicated to the community. But she is a num one of a number of so many powerful women that are leading um, at the legislature and have been leading for such a long time. And it's just so encouraging as a, as a father of three daughters to see so many women who are using their influence and their intellect and their, um, you know, their, their knowledge and their professional prowess to, to really get in there and, and not just try to change, you know, cannabis laws, but are actively doing so. Uh, and have been actively doing so. Jesse, you remember in 2019, the Mama Crew. Um, oh, yeah. That, that came in and, and like literally on the last days were in the lieutenant governor's office and the governor's office. And and we saw some things got get added to legislation, which is kind of uncommon. Usually things get stripped away, but we saw things get added to legislation. In that, was the year, that was the year Abbott said, if the, what, which, the bill makes it to my desk, I'll sign it. Yeah, remember that session. That was they went in his office and he made a comment of the bill makes it to my desk. I'll sign it. Yeah, that well, was that was the session we had a really cold um, awakening of the powers of the lieutenant governor <laughs> in what he, yeah, how 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 greatly he could impact legislation because you know at that time you know it was just a challenge to get things across from the house to the senate and then we were regularly getting things to the senate and. To see how the lieutenant governor handles that is, um, well, we have definitely have the experience, don't we, guys? Yep. Well, we, we've got another question here. It's time for our sponsor break, though. Uh, Donna Robinson had a question. So, Donna, you, you stay tight. We're going to be right back. We've got another sponsor break. We're going we're gonna to answer your question and work on that. When we come back, this is the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. We're live on Facebook Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn this evening for our podcast. We're giving information about legislative goals, advocacy, taking questions, episode 62. We'll be right back after our sponsor messages. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, the official podcast of Texas Cannabis Collective. Distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. 
Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams, and Gramps. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. We are live from Facebook this evening. I'm joined by co-host Gramps and Austin. This evening, we've been discussing the legislative goals, news, advocacy, been taking questions. We're going to jump right back into that because we told the person we'd do so when we got back. Donna Robinson, you uh, you asked, is there a sign-on letter that y'all have to send to Texas representatives? And I would say my answer would be we, we it's not so much a letter. I know Texas Normal usually collects testimonies. And I think they, they might be doing a petition this year as well for people to sign on. And that they usually give a copy of that to, was the committee members, Austin? <clears throat> yeah, usually uh, yeah, during hearing, they'll, they'll distribute a, um, you know, a packet or a, a binder. Oh, yeah binders of testimonies and, and right. newer, newer research and all that kind of stuff is usually put together and given to the different committees. Right. Um, and I think that, I think that we're going to try to uh, work as a team effort. Cause you know, if I, I, and I really get to proudly say this for the first time ever that the collective is a, like officially we are part of the co- coalition that makes up Texans for responsible marijuana policy. Right. So like, yeah. um, you know, there are several other wonderful organizations that are part of this. And we, um, you know, we like to make sure they we're part of the team that is is really trying to move the needle. Um, Texas is a very difficult place. And I, I keep reiterating that. And I feel like I've been reiterating that for like eight years now. <laughs> but like re reiterating. Really it's just hard to do things it's here. It's a broken record. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. And I, it, so, you, go ahead, Jesse. I put my last DJ in the hospital for letting the record skip, letting the record skip, letting the record skip. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's like, it's really hard to get things it's that, it's done. Like that. And so, um, you know, I think that we're, there's a lot of positive things for us to look at. Um, there's going to be a lot of people. I'll go ahead and forecast this now. It's going to be a lot of people that are going to be really negative and say, sure. why do you get more done? And why, why can't we do this? And like, you know, Texas is stupid and all, you know, people are going to be negative and, and have, but a lot of these people are not going to be on the ground at the legislature trying to do this work. So we take it from the people who are literally walking into house members and senators offices and conversing with their staff and passing out literature and, and discussing uh, these items and these issues and building relationships with staff members. You know, we tell you that like there, there are things that we can't achieve. There are things that we can't achieve and we will achieve. And, um, you know, I just want everybody going into this, stay positive, uh, because there's already a lot of negativity. There's a lot of, you know, ulterior motives, uh, politics is politics at the Capitol. And sometimes you get caught in the cross yeah. of it, your issue, no matter how bipartisan it is, it gets caught in the crosshairs 
of of you know politics that have nothing to do with you and so you know it's it's just you're you're a sailor it's a rocky it's a rocky wavy ship man and you yeah. gotta hold on something a mentality speaking of that a mentality i was teaching my son about and i'm hoping that our community can start doing this is to not have this mentality of sink or swim and the navy teaches us when we go through boot camp they they show us a situation where they put you all in a pool and they say you're going to act like there's been a shipwreck you're out here in the ocean and basically you get in a big circle and you're locking arms and half of you are kicking and trying to keep yourselves afloat and the other half aren't and then you switch every so often that way it doesn't take as much work to stay afloat and be rescued and continue on as opposed to everybody trying to put in everything all at once. It's, it's working together and working more efficiently and having that mentality that way instead of every man for himself and, well, why didn't you get this done? And it's all you guys. It's your fault. As the meme goes now, you got to show up if you want to get it done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And to what uh, Donna's asking about, like signing on and showing, is that um, we were discussing beforehand. We don't have a solid date, but we we do know, like we do lobby days, where yeah. we try to get as many people together at the Capitol, outside right. of just a traditional opening day. And we go to each individual senator's office and say, "Hey, like here's I want to personally hand you my testimony, give you guys uh, a statement or something, sign the book, and let them know." I feel I support this bill, that bill, whatever, whatever we bills we have, they're having traction at the time. Right. Right. And, and I think the most powerful thing about the, the lobby day that you're with, you know, dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of other like-minded individuals who are yeah. there for purpose, same mission. And so, um, there's, there's a lot of comfort there. Yeah, so, and I will have I will have to say too, in in response to her question, uh, you know, Texas Normal and and Texas for Responsible Marijuana Marijuana Policy also continually do action email alerts that you can participate in. Uh, if you follow Texas Normal on Facebook, you'll you'll see them there, or Twitter, or Texas for Responsible Marijuana Policy, and of course we'll share those as much as we can on our socials as well. I think they've got three up right now that you can do on Texas Normal's website where you can just say, hey, I support penalty reduction. I support legalization. I support medical expansion. Uh, and, and these are ways if you can't make it to the Capitol, because we realize Texas is a pretty large state. Not everybody can take off work. Not everybody can make it to that lobby day. So pay attention to these things, because these are ways that you can also make impact. Believe it so- or not, they do make impact. So something I, I learned this last year, um, going to the Southern Hemp Expo a while back and then some other expos over, over time is that emails are great if the emails are coming from your email. The, the action alert thing, the, the action network, that would be able to clarify action network. A lot of these um, staff have figured out how to actually like throw that right in a spam folder. They don't have to acknowledge that. But if it's coming directly from your personal email, you can go and take the letter they've posted up, paste that into your own email, find yeah. out your representative or senator's email or even one of their staffers. My understanding and, and is to that, them that way. My understanding is that they're hip to that 
automatic spam stuff that's going on and it is 100% illegal for them to do and there is a stop being arranged and put to that so I wouldn't I wouldn't put 100% faith in that anymore what that information if it was last year's information because uh, they are aware of it from what I'm being told I hate to go old school but really if you really want that logged properly sending that phone call Oh, actually, yeah. that's true absolutely I'll be saying, i always recommend phone. pick up the take phone make the phone call call if you get a busy tone call call until you get a ringtone and you right. tell them and, and I'm, I'm, even I'm, if I'm, you I'm, get a voice message system leave that message yes. because they have to record it into the record the um i was taught way back in the day and i found out apparently this is still true that so say you send an email, um, an email, they, they estimate that probably there's 10 other people who feel the same way, the way you do about this. If you send a physical letter, probably about 15 people feel 15 to 20 the way you do. If you're making a actual bothering to pick up the phone, talk to somebody and take the time to do so over the phone and talk clearly and concisely, probably about 30 people now. If you're yeah. showing up to talk to somebody they take it as you probably represent 45 to 50 people that some, have like-minded people, like you and want that. Depending on depending on how knowledgeable you are about the subject and how prepared you are to have that meeting, they may be hundreds. Yeah. <clears throat> and that that and surprisingly, like uh, the person who taught me this was a staffer at one point was telling me they actually start tallying things like this on some bills. They will take a literal tally of marking down how many people have called, sent yep. letters, so they can get an idea of where they believe constituents likely stand on these issues and whether they should vote for it or not. Yep. So you have people who actually want to be representative of their constituents. Yeah, that actually do their job that they were elected to do. There are those out there. And Sid, Sid said it during the hemp summit. He's, he pointed out it's not so much our legislature. It really is. Our legislature is pretty much on board for this. And he explicitly said he's like it's your statewide leadership. They're the they're the two that are that are getting the final say on this. And it is he came from him. I was surprised. I was happy to hear it. That's like it's the truth. Going to the Capitol these several times, it's you tell the legislature's on board. We're seeing majorities in both chambers that want want this done. So we know somebody else is stopping it. It's well, we have four more years of it. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt, that's already been decided. So we, we right. got to show up, got to give them hell. Yep. Right. We can't um, let up on them, that's for sure. When I say I, give them hell, that doesn't mean go and trash the place, people, okay? No, make no, that no, clear. no, no. I'll make that clear. Let's be real. Do it in a peaceful manner because... Um, cordial. Uh, look, cordial, diplomatic, correct and, way. And <laughs> we will, you know, literally... A month ago, you know, not even five weeks ago, we led a peaceful pro protest down a crowded uh, downtown street in Fort Worth all the way to the courthouse uh, in back. And we're talking hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, and we had a festival all day long, you know, in, in the central downtown Fort Worth. And so um, it, no issues. Nobody got arrested. No, yeah, the city, nobody, the people, everybody loved it. Exactly. All right. And the so police, everybody, if you are a part of this movement, then you know how to then then you should know how to 
you know, are expected to, to present yourself as such if you're going to make an official visit to, like, the Capitol, right? So, <clears throat> you know, uh, just uh, we always we always I always try to encourage people to, um, you know, exercise your First Amendment right. You know, exercise your don't just don't just flex your Second Amendment right. Right. Like there are there are so many other, um, you know, ways that you can be influential using your First Amendment right and 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 do so in a constructive and professional manner if you want to be taken seriously. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, the First Amendment right is not just about being able to say whatever you want to say. It's about using what you say to help not only your causes, but the causes for those around you and, and maybe the benefit of the future of generations to come after us. Right. It's, it's to help shape things and whatnot. It's, it's a, it's not only a right, it's a responsibility. It's to tell people the second, the second amendment is there to protect the first. So let's use the first first use it appropriately. Go in cordial, professional, formal, Talk to them in an intelligent manner, an educated manner, with facts. As uh, Representative Buckley pointed out during our veterans panel we had back in, what was it, April? April, yeah. April 16th. Yeah, back in April. He's like, go in, have facts. Have have your testimony. But he's like, have facts. And I even, a question I asked him to make sure we could get it confirmed and people would hear it was that, when you go in and say your representative is like Buckley, who's a veterinarian, talk to them to that perspective. Somebody who has medical science background. If they're an attorney, talk to them, somebody from possibly from like, hey, I think this is a, a legal liberty background. Um, another doctor like Kent, Dr. Campbell or Representative Click, go in there talking with medical facts and medical documentation and show that you know what you're talking about, that this isn't just some buzzwords and jargon random jargon you've heard you actually have information to back up your stance right same thing like business owners you you look at the business that they run and you you go at that angle because that's what they understand speak the language they understand yeah absolutely right and see how you can incorporate your own personal story as well right like you need a personal touch um you want to you you need a reason to connect Right. If they this these if if this is your senator and your state representative, then they are familiar with your community. Right. So don't be afraid to talk about your community. I'm from North Richland Hills, Haltom City, the H.E.B. area. State representative click is my representative. She's been my representative for like ever eight years. So like, um, you know, she understands when I talk about how bad the traffic is on 820 right in front of her representative office um you know she she will understand um you know if i mention a restaurant that's right down the road you know like don't be afraid yeah. to talk about the personal experience you have within your community and make community markers to identify um with the staff or 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 with your representative uh you know, especially so. I say a big in is also if you know your representative has like a military background, discuss that. Discuss the military background with them. 
what's what's great jesse and 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 chris you both guys can identify it because you've walked into all of these offices you the minute you walk in there you will see so much paraphernalia from wherever they are from like yeah you know oh i'm from this guy's this is a representative from nacogdoches and lufkin and like you know he's got the high school like football helmet signed mm-hmm. by like, all the players from 1998 or something like that right so yeah. You know, don't be afraid to go in there and like hit some of these markers and like, you know, identify with these people, uh, especially if they're in your own community. Um, you know, if you're from Lufkin, talk about Lufkin. If you're from Amarillo, talk about Amarillo and the politics. And, and, and listen, what we've learned is that local politics and local um ordinances and these these are the things that drive the state of texas right texas is a very decentralized state when it comes from about you know when we're talking about government um that you know it was really you know government governor abbott was very adamant about during covid saying hey listen i'm the governor of 254 counties i mean i'm not just the governor of texas you know there are 254 counties and these 254 counties you know have you know, their say in things. And then really, even when you go further than that, the local municipalities and cities within these counties have their own jurisdiction and own laws, right? So um, that's, you know, these ballot initiatives, they've they've proven very beneficial that we can show at a local level. Well, and and I I have to... Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Austin, but I have to point out, you know, there's already a lot of negativity coming out because like what you pointed out early on in this episode about Denton City Council failing to act on it and and the issues in maybe Colleen and and I think uh, uh, San Marcos. Uh, Even the thing I want to point out, even if these city councils decide to repeal these ballot measures on their own, which they can do. If they decide to do that, which I personally think they're committing political suicide if they do that, but if they decide to do that, beyond that fact, the, we still have the results of the election process as ammunition in our statewide argument, in my opinion. Those results don't lie. The people spoke in each one of these jurisdictions plainly and loudly. Of course. Very much so. Yeah. And I, I, looking into it, from my understanding, the San Marcos one, the way their rules were set up with this is that when a vote like that happens, the city council just canvasses the vote and just makes sure right. that the vote's legitimate. And once that happens, they go, it's concluded, that is done. This thing in Denton, what reading what their their thing is, apparently the vote's just a vote. The city council can turn around and go, no. I'll give you my honest opinion. I'll probably get smacked for this, but I'm not a Denton resident, so I don't care. Uh, It's an old hag city manager who's in cahoots with the police chief, and they said they ain't going to let it happen, and that's what it all boils down to. That's my opinion. Well, um, you know, regardless of whether... Uh, what happens because we, we may even be facing something that happens at the state level regarding this issue. Sure. Uh, so uh, regardless of what happens, local politics matters, right? And you may think, I, 
I, I I'm just one dude. I'm one person. I'm one girl. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, how can I make a difference? This whole thing, the Texas Cannabis Collective, was built off of one person having passion and wanting to be involved. And so now here we are, a group, and not just that, but a big movement of getting people involved and 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 getting people acclimated and integrated and um, educated, right? And so um, you can absolutely 1000% make a difference. And it starts in your own community. I don't care how big or how small that community could be San Antonio, it could be Munster, Texas could be El Paso could be, you know, Longview. All right, it doesn't matter wherever you're at, you can make a difference. And um, once it starts at the local level, then that just that upshifts all the way up to the federal level, right? Absolutely. uh, don't don't be afraid to make waves in your own community because making waves in your own community is how you change the state. And let people know, um, talking about city charter and how the people can vote on things. Um, if your city has decided not to go with the vote you just had, recalls are sometimes an option your city may have as well. And it may be time to recall some people if they don't want to take the reins and do what they're supposed to do with them. We I have anything else... It's political suicide if they if they repeal. I mean, if they don't enforce is one thing, but if they repeal, to me, that's just political suicide. Do we have anything else? I'm, I see one comment just popped in. It's Lauren, our board member, Lauren. She's saying hi. Hi, y'all. <laughs> hi, Lauren. Love do we Lauren. Have a, do we have anything else on the agenda for the evening? Well, we will wrap uh, it up. This was fun. We should do this again next month in December, like a pre-Christmas, like getting ready to celebrate, but also take the trip to Mordor as it is. <laughs> when we get ready for opening day. I've been listening. I've been watching a lot of Lord of the Rings, y'all. And like and the, <laughs> the power and like Sauron and, and all in Mordor and all of that. It just feels like every time I go to Austin and the capital, it's like literally I'm, I'm the Hobbit and I got the one ring and I'm trying to take <laughs> I got to take it to where it like originated and destroy it and all of that kind of stuff. So well, you could have just flown on the Eagle to the top of the mountain the whole time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I know uh, right that there's common sense, but um, the, I, the, that, that theory is debunked because the eye of Sauron is so powerful. So you had to have a hobbit. Um, I, wonder, I wonder if we can call it the Toklers cannabis collective, the Texas cannabis collective Toklers Christmas special. <laughs> Toklers Christmas so we got to get that's what we got to do next time get the three of us and get like a special guest um and it's just an hour long of us like cutting up and talking stuff and this was fun man like i i really miss doing the podcast this is a lot of fun <laughs> damn i it's been so long that like i didn't realize how much fun i have doing these things well welcome back cotter <laughs> i know hey. I'm I'm excited. Let's uh, yeah, let's let's plan next month. Let's do this, and we'll get a, like a like a super special guest. All right, let's see what we can do. We will we'll work on that. So, with nothing else left to do, that is going to wrap it up for the Lone Star Collective podcast. Man, what an episode! And we went live. We had a live episode for once. I'm your host Jesse Williams. I'm joined this week by co-host Gramps and co-host Austin Zamhariri. It's it's been a hell of an episode. This is episode 62. 
the Lone Star Collective live episode. We hope everybody has a wonderful holiday. Stay safe out there. Stay warm and enjoy your family and the time you have with them if you're spending time with your family. Peace and love to y'all. Adios. Woo!